Welcome back, Norfolk Enjoyers. You are listening to the Norfolk and Good podcast from Enjoying Norfolk. I'm Steph. And I'm Andrew. Our last episode was all spooky. It was. For Halloween. Very scary. Yes, I know. And it was a topic that we absolutely love talking about. I hope our enthusiasm for the supernatural and spooky came across. Um, We could fill many episodes with the stories and folk tales of spooky Norfolk, couldn't we? But um, since we are not a solely spooky Norfolk podcast, we will not. But we did have some feedback. So uh, a few of our listeners um, looked up Andrew's Cinema City Ghost online, Ooh. and it's still there. If you search Cinema City Ghost, <laughs> Andrew, then you'll find it. We also Very shared good. the images on Halloween on our Instagram at Enjoying Norfolk. So if Very you good. want to have a look and let us know what you think, what we really want to know is, well, we really want to know what do you think? Ghost yeah. or no ghost? Definitely. Because yeah. we're intrigued, but obviously there could be a perfectly reasonable scientific explanation for the images. So have it a look on our Instagram yeah. or Google um, the Cinema City Ghost and look at the images and see what you think. One of our listeners, Sarah Louise, said uh, they Googled it and looked it up and they said, we think it's definitely something. Looks like it's carrying something. Thin legs. Yeah. And a bit that is either light on the door or a face. Very creepy. Well, there you go. See, but the, th- the thing that's carrying something could be because it's a member of staff carrying something. Oh, there was nobody <laughs> I know you're adamant, but just sort of playing devil's advocate there. They said, um, we love the Halloween episode. So glad you included Black Shuck. Um, Sarah Louise, who is from Norfolk, um, so she's been telling her husband Tim about it for years as The Darkness did a song about it. I'm not sure I knew that. I think I knew it and then forgot it. Yeah, we should definitely. That's really interesting. She says, The origins I heard was that it was originally a rabid dog that burst into a church during a wedding and attacked the congregation before running off into the countryside. A friend of mine used to live in Antingham and camped out in her garden one night. She is convinced there was a huge creature walking around during the night. She said it was a lot bigger than a fox or a badger. She was too scared to look outside the tent. <laughs> yeah. I'm not surprised. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah. that sort of ties back into you camping in Thetford Forest in shuck territory. I know, I uh, know. Yeah, you just don't want to go outside the tent. <laughs> if there was something so out there, you had to confirm that your fears. canvas is going to protect you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and then I had some feedback from my um, from my dad as well, who supplied the story about the um, uh, the East Rudham. Wind oh, the pump, Raynham Hall. Is it? Yes, yeah. the ghost of the grey lady, uh, the ghost of Raynham Hall, yeah. and the fact that the pump runs when she walks. Um, so oh. he again, uh, we were discussing it after we recorded the podcast and after we listened to it, and he said, "Yeah, it's absolutely true." He said he he's seen it running, and um, it's very very weird. Um, he also says, uh, "Was Anne Boleyn getting ahead of herself when she appeared at Blickling Hall?" <laughs> <laughs> to which I replied, groan. Yes, thanks very can, much. <laughs> I can see where you get your puns from now. <laughs> now, this episode, we thought, because we're now firmly in autumn winter. We are. It's literally... Well, we'll get into winter. It was very chilly this morning. It was zero degrees when oh, I did the school run. Okay, yeah, and the car yeah. was frosted and I had a discussion at the school gates and other people's the cars disc- were frosted. <laughs> yes, yes. Other people were remarked, as British people are wont to do, about the frostiness of their cars this oh, morning. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. The park looked wonderful when we walked through, which yeah. is what sort of... It sort of uh, inspired us to... So we thought we'd talk about... Um, about nature and sort of uh, the natural world in Norfolk uh, generally at this time of year. Obviously, Autumn Watch yeah. just finished. Uh, but yeah, Autumn Watch was from um, Wild Ken Hill in West Norfolk. Yes. Just finished. Yeah. So if you've watched that, hopefully it's whet your appetite for all things in the natural world and Norfolk yeah, and Autumn Winter. Yeah. Definitely. You can catch the um, the series on iPlayer, can't yeah. you? Yeah. Um, with Michaela Stratton, yeah. Stratton, Stratton, Michaela Stratton, yeah, yep, um, and Chris Packham, yes, yep. So, um, and it's it's a fabulous series. Lots of just oh, really if you is. love nature, then it's a brilliant watch. Yeah, so, they do love coming over to Norfolk, don't they? Definitely. Well, there's so much nature here to be had. Yeah. Really, we've got the with the woodland, the coast, the countryside. So we're very fortunate in that respect. So, yeah, we thought we'd have a little discussion. Obviously, it's looking really beautiful out there at the moment. Oh, I love this time yeah. of year. The trees. 
Um, are, just looking at some now, aren't we? Oh, I, honestly, I have so many pictures of the park in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> my camera roll on my phone is just full of pictures of autumn leaves and the sunlight shining. And our youngest son is like, stop taking photos. Mum, I'm like, it's so beautiful. <laughs> it's so beautiful. I love it. And and there is a word for it we discovered recently. Oh, yes. Yeah, the yeah. appreciation of autumn colours and leaves. Momijigari. That's amazing isn't hopefully it? i yeah. pronounced it right it is the traditional Who japanese knew? art of leaf peeping is the, <laughs> the, the direct translation but it's basically going out and seeking the beautiful colors of the autumn leaves and appreciating them yeah and you have to don't you they yeah. are absolutely fabulous it's so um, a wonderful occupation yeah. though I, know, Gari, I makes, love it makes you feel really good particularly when the like you said when the sun's shining and it looks the like they're on fire. Really, Sometimes yeah. it looks like they're on fire. It yeah. is so beautiful. It is an absolute feast for the eyes. And we are surrounded by that at the moment here. So you've got, I've mentioned Eaton Park. We obviously walked through there on the way to drop our youngest son off at school. Yeah. And it's just glorious. I mean, it looks fabulous at all times of year. But this time of year with the bronzes and the golds and the reds, yeah. oh, it is just uh, it well, it's just um, Instagram heaven, really. If you is. like taking pics for the gram, <laughs> you're not the only one. Whereas you walk through, you see lots of people. You do. I've seen. Pictures I, yes, and, I've seen yeah. a few people actually taking pictures. It is such a beautiful natural spectacle, and it's free. Yeah. And you don't have to plug it in, and it is wonderful. What I think space, for though. the spirit, yeah. it's tonic for the soul. Yeah. Absolutely lovely. Yeah. Locally, we've mentioned the park. Um, if you want to get out about and see some nature, and where, where have you been nature spotting recently? In oh, nature spotting. I don't have to go far to go nature spotting, you know. It's just My good. own garden. <laughs> ah, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, you don't have to. This is this is the whole thing. Um, if you've got a little patch of garden, mm-hmm. um, any any size, yes, you'll yeah. get some wildlife coming in, won't you? Yes, yeah. great. Yeah. So um, yeah, we we have. What I love is is the robin. Mm, yeah. yeah, that always uh, always comes about, doesn't it? And um, and I left a fork in, didn't I, in the garden? Yes, yeah. And in we the had this in the, the robin. Yes, it was like a picture. The... It was like a Christmas card, basically. Yeah, was, a little robin it? perched on the um, fork that was stuck in the ground. And he was... were you going to say fork handle then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually wasn't. <laughs> so there's a robin. Um, which I like the jay as well, which is a beautiful bird. Yes, yeah, jays, yeah. they are beautiful. I saw yeah, some jays doing some very weird stuff in the park. Yes, they were kind of hanging upside down off the trees. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Yeah. In um, that bit where the fountain is in Eaton Park. Yeah, they were in the in those trees. Yeah, itself, but, I guess yeah. they were pulling berries off or something, yeah, maybe. I don't know, or preparing for the winter. But they were kind of hanging right. upside down while trying yeah. to do something. They were, I don't know. But they're be- they're beautiful. They uh, are. Seen a lot of activity with the squirrels. Squirrels, yeah. A lot of squirrel activity <laughs> at the moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So interesting, interesting facts about squirrels. So, some interesting things have happened with squirrels and us this year, haven't they? Because very uh, recently, yeah. one of our eldest yeah. son's friends appeared at the door with a baby squirrel uh, wrapped. Who knew? So we were sort of on their way home before they get to their house. So they decided to stop off and drop him at our house. So I was slightly taken aback because there was this tiny baby squirrel. Yeah. Um, they'd apparently found it on the path that they walked back from school on, shivering and cold looking and yeah, looked like they weren't they, yeah. they weren't sure whether it had perhaps been attacked by a cat or something. Um anyway. It, a tiny bit injured, it did yeah. it did look a little bit worse for wear. It was absolutely beautiful. It was so gorgeous and so cuddly and cute and sweet. Um yeah, very friendly, wasn't it? It was actually. probably the tamest thing. It was tamer than our pet guinea pigs. I know. And probably loved me more. <laughs> I've never been loved by a creature so much as that tiny baby squirrel. Anyway, though, so obviously the first thing we did was research what do you do with a baby squirrel that you before, found. Yes. And uh before we go any further, disclaimer, you should leave it where it is. Yes. Turns out. So there are a few problems with removing baby squirrels from whence you find them. One, they may have just emerged from the nest, depending on how big they are. So this was a sort of teenage juvenile squirrel. It was quite fat, had a fully formed tail and could sit up. So it probably just left its nest. And actually its mum was probably somewhere nearby. So it probably was a little bit disorientated, but best to leave where it was. Um, And and unfortunately let nature, as it were, take its chances. Um, uh, if it was much, much smaller, so, you know, very smaller baby, eyes closed, not a juvenile, no weight, then, mm. you know, again, you're supposed to leave it where it is, but perhaps find the nest and try and put it back in is the advice. <laughs> I know, it's like if it's halfway up a tree, yeah. possibly not. Anyway, the reasons why you're not supposed to bring it in are A, they are wild, and B, they could carry diseases and mites, that kind of thing. 
you could be taking it from its mother and it could imprint on you and then be rejected if you return it. But the main thing is apparently due to a, uh, a law that was introduced, I think about 2019, they are considered invasive species. Grey squirrels. Okay, yeah, so yeah. if you take them to the RSPCA, for example, the only thing they can do is euthanize them. Oh, euthanize them, euthanize them, put yeah. them down, basically. Yeah, yeah. So they say don't bring them. Because by law, they're an invasive species, um, and so they can't then be re-released. So, yeah, so very bad. So anyway, we took it back to where it was found. I think that was the best. Yeah, we left it. It was so sad. It kept running after us. We ended up having to run away from it. If you've ever imagined running away from a tiny squirrel that loves you... My heart was breaking, Andrew, honestly. But we, we, it's very sad. <laughs> we, yeah. we, we, we put it, but we left it there. Um, while we were there, there was another baby squirrel of about the same size, so I'm thinking it was a oh, sibling. Okay. So yeah, hopefully yeah. they did all leave the nest and it was fine. Anyway, I was traumatised because I thought it might die, so I went back to check later on and it had gone. So <laughs> there was no dead squirrel there or anything like yeah. that. So I'm hoping that the fact it was gone meant it went back it's into the undergrowth. It's gone to live its squirrel life. Hopefully so, yeah. I think it's sad they're treated as an invasive species. Yeah. I love red squirrels and I understand they were here first, but grey squirrels have been here quite a long time now and I do quite yeah. like them I think they're quite sweet yeah they're really yeah. interesting to watch we they used to watch are, one yeah. from our garden that do you remember that used to bury its its nuts yeah. <laughs> like run back and forth yeah. all autumn long well, yeah you wonder if all it ever found the them place. again I know <laughs> I'm pretty sure he had a little little oak trees sprouting up all over the garden <laughs> he was very industrious wasn't he so but yeah. um, you're quite knowledgeable about squirrels aren't you I'm, I'm slightly obsessed they're very cute <laughs> they're very cute <laughs> anyway that, that all went yeah so yeah, so if you do Fairly see, well, yeah, so I think that was the well, sort of August September is the time they leave their nest, the baby ones. This time of year, they are burying nuts for winter, aren't they, and getting ready yeah. for hibernation? Yeah, you can see a lot of activity with yes. them yeah. at the moment. Yeah, uh, and the other thing is, 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 is we spot is hedgehogs. Oh, hedgehogs! Yay. Yeah, we spotted a few, yeah. we spotted a few hedgehogs. Yes, haven't they in in the garden? And and one interesting one that caused chaos the other day <laughs> was the hedgehog that tried to cross. Down at Eton traffic lights. <laughs> you tell us about that. Yeah, tell us that story. Which was uh, yeah. So uh, if anybody's been down in in Eton, mm-hmm. um, there's a big south junction of, there, south of the city centre. Isn't south right? of the city, yeah, yeah, yeah near Waitrose. Um, there's a, a, a crossroads basically with traffic lights. Yeah, and there was a hedgehog crossing <laughs> the crossing. God bless him. I know. Which was being helped and shuffled along by some children <laughs> to quickly get off the road. Um, but yeah, it caused chaos. We had to stay. Didn't you say so, some of the car drivers are really mean though? One drove well, yeah, over it. Yeah, drove well, not on it. Yeah, didn't run but, it over, yeah, but so but, that it went under the nickel. Yeah, car. yeah. So oh, you got to be patient with the wildlife, you know. I know. Yeah. Got to be patient is, but um, the, the children managed to get out over the other side, and then the, then the thing tried to cross another crossing. Oh God! Yeah, because of course oh. there's the difference. <laughs> bless. But I just stayed where I was, and. Um, uh, they seem to be dealing with it, so I didn't get out of the car. <laughs> they seem to have but, that. So, yeah, so yeah. wildlife's everywhere. It is, yeah. You've got, obviously, yeah, the hedgehogs. And um, I actually watch a, someone we follow on Instagram um, has a hedgehog cam, like a night cam in their oh, garden. Cool. And I watch their hedgehogs getting up to stuff, and it's really cute. I like yeah. that. So you, yeah, yeah, there's loads of city wildlife, hasn't there? As well as the birds and the squirrels, you've got hedgehogs, you've got foxes. Yes. We've yeah. even seen we've even seen mudjacks, yeah. haven't we, yeah. over yeah. in Eaton Park and, yeah. um, uh, and on the golf course and that sort of thing. Yes. So yeah. it really is everywhere and then there's one uh natural visitor at this time of year who i do not like but i will give them a mention because they do seem to be everywhere can you guess what it is i ask you to get rid of them all the time spiders spiders oh honestly spiders (laughs) what are they like from about sort of early october they're everywhere aren't they yeah there is a lot of them apparently you've got to put conkers in the put some conkers on those spiders. They really will put conkers on them. Yeah, well, this is about. We're wow. very humane. We don't kill spiders. We remove them. Well, Andrew removes them yeah. <laughs> in a cup and a chucks them outside. Device. I have. <laughs> it's a little bit like Elon Musk's SpaceX spider yeah. eggs. Yeah, <laughs> they get fired rapidly into I the. Patent them. it actually. <laughs> it does involve my hands sometimes, though, so I don't know what. You know. But you read up on the spiders, didn't you? And you have some information about spiders in the house. Yes, spiders. Yes, spiders <laughs> in the house. Yeah, they actually do. They don't come in from outside. Mm-hmm. I, I, I well, they're just here already. They're in the house already. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, and they're more active mm. uh, this time of year because they're looking for looking for love. <laughs> spider love. Yeah, spider love. That's why they're they're more active at this time. And of there year are and indoor about. and outdoor spiders, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they don't like it if you put them outside. <laughs> I'm sure they I, don't. Yeah. <laughs> they have to get their own house. Yeah. <laughs> 
they try to get back in again. There's outdoor spiders and indoor yes. spiders. Yeah. yeah. You can yeah. sort of tell the difference. The outdoor ones look a bit more hardy and they're the really terrifying ones. A bit bigger. And yeah, the real kind of like yeah. Halloween-y looking spiders. Yeah. And then the ones inside are those spindly ones. Yeah. And they are honestly everywhere. Everywhere yeah, I look. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, there is a lot, but they don't tend to, they won't bother you. Well, they, no, they, might no, they not. won't crawl into your ears and mouths at night and things like that, apparently. Well, thanks for that. <laughs> Actually, we were walking through Eaton Park yesterday, and um, one interesting thing, I don't know if you've noticed this phenomenon, was webbing, cobwebbing, oh, okay. over the entire field. Yeah, it's amazing. If you look at the right, from the right angle, and it's yeah. sort of frosty and the light shining on it, it looks like the entire yeah. grass field is covered with like almost a well, sheet of glass. Take of grass. Over, that while we were having that conversation about spiders <laughs> there was actually a massive spider I was on Andrew's collar that, I don't know where it must have gone where you picked it up from um, so we just had to deal with that anyway spider removed humanely yes, I've, I've removed my, my jumper now <laughs> and, your, and your little friend yeah <laughs> that'll learn you see he was hey. like he, he probably thought, well, he's talking about us. He's, oh, he's, nice a, about he's a friend. He's an ally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, not that much. Goodbye, spider. Cool. Anyway, so yeah, so you've got all those um, different types of wildlife, which we can yeah. spot at this time of year from our own doorsteps. Yeah, it's Fabulous. amazing. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, where else? Where else can we do some wildlife spotting in, in well, around here in Norwich? So it's sort of Eaton Park. Yeah, Eaton Park, which yeah. is, uh, we mentioned, is great. Uh, there's also, yeah. um, I don't know where it's sort of around at the moment, but the, the heron. Oh, when he, well, yeah, I yeah. think he's there intermittently all year round, actually. Yeah, I think so. I he think just doesn't too. care. That's his park. Yeah. That's his manor. Yeah, that's his, <laughs> uh, his little pond. Yeah, yeah, he's king of the hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, Always the, good to spot that. He is quite nice, yeah. It's a privilege to spot those sorts of creatures. Um, Erlen Park, yeah. obviously, again, yeah. great Always place nicer. for trees and wildlife. Bit of yeah. Momajigari. Yes, um, very good, very good. The UEA yeah. Lake. Yeah. Yeah, walk yeah. around there. Absolutely. Always yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and beautiful time of year. And uh, Got some beautiful sculpture to look at as well. Indeed, yes. So there's yeah, there's yeah. lots of reasons to go there. Actually, also Chapelfield Gardens. Do you remember we walked through there last week? So we did lots of stuff with the science yeah. festival. So we were in Norwich City Centre quite a lot. And we walked through, and it looked absolutely beautiful with it the autumn leaves. Really yeah. nice. I took a picture of it. It's lovely. Yeah, very nice. Further afield, outside Norwich. Obviously, we live in Norwich, so yes. we spend a lot of time looking yeah. at nature here but further afield where are good places where we've spotted nature in Norfolk well some places I really I really love to go are some of the National Trust parklands yeah yeah okay which is um, uh, and one particular is Sheringham Park oh yes yeah yeah um, which is beautiful all year round uh, and lovely at this time of year and what I really like about some of those places is that when you arrive there they have a little blackboard mm. And it's um, what people have spotted. Recent sightings. Or, yeah, well, the volunteers have spotted, yeah, which is really nice. They're always amazing. There's like, they've spotted hundreds of stuff. There's sort of like, you know, a T-Rex, yeah. an elephant. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, I, I <laughs> jest, obviously. No, but there's loads and loads. They've spotted all sorts of things. I mean, obviously, they're there every day, all week. Yeah, yeah, and, so um, you, yeah all the time. But they've spotted some incredible, you know, there's like all incredible different species, mammals, birds, all sorts yeah. of things. Insects. But we're, we have one difficulty sometimes, and, that, and that, uh, that's our two boys who are, are slightly loud. <laughs> <laughs> on on their walking through wild through you know parkland sometimes, um, so yeah. It's a wonder so, we ever spot anything. I know they probably the, the wildlife probably hides sometimes. Here is coming about two miles yeah. away. Yeah, <laughs> going back to Sheringham Park. Oh, it is it's open all year round, isn't it? Oh yeah. Perhaps possibly not. Christmas, I don't know, Christmas Day or something like yeah. that. But that's a wonderful thing because you can see the changing landscape all year, which yeah. is a really beautiful thing about Pretty it. Good, yeah. Um, and it is obviously has an abundance of trees and flora and fauna yeah. and so you can watch the seasons changing and it is beautiful at all times of the year you've got the rhododendrons in the yeah. spring and you've got the autumn leaves and colours now and there is lots of wildlife to um oh, to yeah, enjoy yeah. there isn't there and we went um about this time of year a couple of years ago yeah pre-pandemic yeah. on a yeah. night hike didn't we I know, which was I don't really know if good. they're doing them now. Did you manage no, to I, I discover? Look, I couldn't see anything Possibly about not running the walk them at the moment. Yeah, yeah, that but we did. If you ever see the opportunity or get the opportunity to go on a night hike anywhere, to be honest with you, it's so amazing because you have to rely on different senses and you see yeah. a very different world, don't you? Um, and we went on a night hike there. Get to see the beautiful skies as well. Yeah, particularly you? in North Norfolk and outside yeah. the city. Yeah, definitely. The really big When they turned stars. off all the torches. Yeah. 
can see all the starry skies as well. We went on the back walk there, didn't we? Yes, yes. Yeah, which yeah. was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, that guy had, the so the chap who led us um, had a bat detector, I want to call it. What was it? It was yeah, like an electronic yeah. device that basically amplified bat sounds. Yes, basically. Um, they're yeah. little clicks and sonar radar. And you can tell the difference between them. Yes. Different species yeah. by the different sounds. Yes, some that? were very fast yeah. and some were longer and... They were from the bigger species, and I think we. I like one two of those actually. We did actually look into it yeah. after the war. We looked into it, and then we almost bought one, and then we got distracted. Yeah. Um, but they're yeah, really cool. Really good thing to good thing to have along with, as you mentioned previously, a night camp. Oh yeah. I've got one of those as well. That'd be good. Yeah, as long as it didn't capture ghosts. Oh well. <laughs> We've moved on from that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that was that was yeah. really good, really good, and there was they had a lot of species there and a lot of bats. Yes, yeah. So, um, it was really interesting because we had to stand still and he put on his like bat box thing and particularly when they were feeding they got quicker and quicker the little clicks and the yeah. little noises and they were really close and then obviously you can see them because yes. they can get quite close. They can see you. They're never going to hit you. That's the the good thing about bats is they can actually <laughs> sense where you are because you're a solid object and so they're yeah. not going to suddenly fly into your face. Well, not voluntarily anyway they don't really want to yeah and so they can get quite close and we can see them and we just pause for a moment and then we sort of watch them fly and then we listen to the the kind of clicks and the bat noises and it was really fascinating it was it was an insight into a totally different world the kids it's great for the kids as well so just expose them to these elements of nature and the natural world and appreciate it and it's fascinating yeah and we've spoken about that before we started um during some of the lockdowns, going on a full moon walk, didn't we? Yeah, instead of doing our walk yeah, in the daytime, daytime. we went at night. Yeah. I love that. That's I think, we'll do why that again. not? Yeah, yeah, I mean, why not? You know, we're sort of, yeah, it's absolutely, and this is a great time of year to do it, and you do a bit of moon bathing as well. Yeah. It's really good for your, it's good for your well-being as well, because it's such a wholesome, mindful activity, just to pause and get out in Definitely. the fresh air and sometimes the fresh cold air. It's yeah. quite nice. Yeah. Put a hat on and gloves and stuff. Yeah, we'll have to do it. Well, I think we'll miss the full moon. Yes, miss it. Well, there'll be one this Reason. month, later yeah. on in November. Yeah, later on. Yeah, yeah. Up on the North Norfolk coast mm-hmm. as well, we have um, RSPB Titchwell Marsh. Yes, Which yeah. is a, a, a fabulous place to go for bird watching. Yeah, big reserve. And yeah. we need to go there, actually, because our youngest son got bought RSPB membership for his birthday. Do you remember? Yeah, we should we need to go, go there soon. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, we should. Yeah. You'll sort that out after this. After we've done this recording, yeah, they have a recent sightings list on their website, actually. Oh, okay. Yes. Tell, so, me, tell me. Um, so as recent, so up to the end of Octoberish, they've seen like over a hundred species. Whoa. I presume that means largely birds. So yeah. you've got chaffinches, siskins, bramblings, okay, which chatter away to each other at the top of the elder trees. Um, You've got uh, hawfinches, although a lot of them are now migrating away. They say they're migrating in a constant trickle. So obviously okay, you can so fly some are migrating out and some yeah, may be yeah. migrating. There's um, gold crests feeding on insects in the willow trees and you can oh. hear their high-pitched tinkle. Uh, <laughs> tawny owls. Tawny owls. Yeah. Woodcock. Nice. Um, gadwals. Little egrets, ah, egrets, yeah. cormorants, a great white egret and a bittern have also been sighted, although apparently they're harder to spot. Um, marsh harriers, hen yeah. harriers. Um, nice. So it's, yeah, it's an absolute smorgasbord of flora and fauna up there to, to enjoy. Yeah, it's quite amazing, isn't it? And, um, and yeah, it is a, a destination point, isn't it? It's for, a really for, big popular reserve, watches. I think, actually. Yeah, yeah well, North Norfolk is... Um, you know, you've got Cly as well at the other end. Yeah. Um, the uh, Norfolk, the Norfolk Wildlife, Wildlife Trust. Yes. Cly Marshes there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the uh, Norfolk Wildlife Trust's oldest and most popular, stroke best known nature reserve. Um, and there, again, you've got yeah. lots of things to watch. So, uh, so seasonal highlights at the Cly and Salthouse Marshes, they suggest, are in autumn. Um, yeah. You've got things like the widgeon, the pintail. Widgeon. These are all birds. The tufted duck, the bittern, the marsh harrier again, the bearded tit, the teal. The little stint, the curlew sandpiper, and the black-tailed godwit. They're all such epic names, aren't they? Reminds me of Harry Potter. Yeah, the black-tailed godwit. The widgeon. Was it the, the widgeon? widgeon. Yeah. The widgeon. The widgeon. And then in winter, you've got the Brent goose, the pink-footed goose, ah, which yes. we'll discuss in a moment. Um, the uh, snow bunting, oh. and also you can um, watch out to sea from the shingle bank, so you can have a little look at yeah, the seabirds yeah. there yeah. as well. The snow bunting, apparently. Uh, 
I'd really love to look a bit more about the snow bunting. Yeah. I've read a bit about it, but it sounds interesting where the way it looks when it's flying, apparently, it looks like a snowflakes. Cool, okay. Yeah. Oh. And when it comes down, it's got a, a different plumage on the top. Obviously. Yes, yeah. Yeah, oh. so, it, um, so it's sort of camouflaged when it's on the stones and things like that. Okay, yeah. interesting. So, um, yeah, like that. Fabulous. See that in real life, actually. Well, we should get along to the. We should get. We should go to Titchwell. Yeah. And we should also get along to Cly as well, because it's been a while since we've been there. Um, but yeah, they're absolutely uh, fantastic days out. Um, you can be members of both um, the RSPB, obviously, and also yes. um, the Norfolk Wildlife Trust. And if you want to visit regularly, then that's almost certainly a more economical way to do it. And you're supporting yeah. them as well in their. And they've got uh, nice visitor centres. Definitely, well. yeah. But I, I think there is there are daily charges as well if you yeah. want to visit for the day. So, and many of these places, because they are basically outside and in the, they're open all year round, so they're a great yeah. day out. Um, I remember when, particularly when the boys were younger. You're looking for places to take them all year round. Yeah. You know, get your wellies on, get your walking boots on, get your coat and hat and scarves and gloves and get out there and yeah, just fantastic all year round. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to be inside just because it's autumn, winter. Um, yeah, so they're fantastic places. Obviously, um, we mentioned the pink-footed goose. You were going to tell me some... Yeah, the pink-footed goose. Uh, pink well, it's kind of my memories of, uh, of, of uh, pink-footed goose. Uh, recent memories from last year and the year yeah. before. Is, um, is going up to North Norfolk and seeing just loads of the pink-footed geese mm. migrating in. Yes. Maybe yeah. a bit later. I think they peak about January, mm -hmm. February, February time. But the noise mm. of them mm. when they're on the ground and when they're flying. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Just, it's just amazing. And it's a bit of a spectacle at that time of year. Fabulous. Fabulous. Talking of spectacles, so um, Autumn Watch had some spectacles, didn't it? Oh, Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, you were yeah. A recent me. one, which uh, which I I've I recently just watched actually. Yeah. Um. So you should check it out on um, on iPlayer. Definitely, yeah. Um. But they did a they did a bit on the wash. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um. And um. And I found out something. Mm. And that is that the wash is the largest estuary in mm. England. Really? No, I didn't okay. know. That. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's about ten miles wide and twenty miles long. Hmm. I knew it's big, but. Wow. You know, a fabulous yeah, place. Yeah. So, and it's a total draw mm -hmm. um, for for water birds okay. because of the mudflats uh, yeah, uh, yeah. there. So they come from there like a breeding ground mm -hmm. and migrate down to there. And it sees about half a million water birds wow. a year. Wow, gosh. Yeah, which is yeah, hell of a lot, basically, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the one they focused on is the knot. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. K N O T knot. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Uh, and uh, this time of year, they, they come from their breeding grounds in the Arctic. Mm -hmm. For somewhere a little bit warmer, mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, and they arrived there. And last year they saw around about one hundred and forty thousand. Crikey! Of them, they did yeah. decline at one point, but now it's increasing okay. again. So they're expecting even more. Gosh, more this year, and they come to feed off the uh, in the mud. Yeah, yeah. Invertebrates and yeah. um, uh, a whole range of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, that they feed off them, um, but when they when the 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 tide comes in, um, they all set off. Mm. And they've got this spectacle of them. Oh, murmuration. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which everybody goes to have a look at, basically. Yeah, a lot of bird yeah. lovers. A natural spectacle. Yeah. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah. Well, and that's on Autumn Watch. Yeah, and oh, you I'll can see it all on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd love to go and see it. In yeah, 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 yeah. Interesting. Fantastic. Um, so, also, you were saying about the, the geese coming in until January, February. Uh, other visitors or new visitors to um, to Norfolk uh, around December, January, obviously seals. Oh yes, they start yeah. to have their babies, don't they? They, they have do. already They're started. Pups. I'm sure I saw that somebody um, saw the first seal pup on Horsey. Oh, on Horsey, yeah. yeah. Okay. But obviously you got them at Blakeney Point as well. Yeah. But yeah, the grey seals start their pupping season. I don't yeah. know whether that's a thing. The mums come come ashore, don't they? Yeah, and that's yeah. quite that's quite a natural spectacle in itself as well. Yeah, um, yeah. and you can you can um, uh, Blakely Point is one I sort of monitor because mm -hmm. they give out figures, don't they, of when uh, the, when yes, pups they are do. born. Yeah, yeah. It's normally record breaking each year. Yes, the numbers. It's a huge colony there now. Huge colony. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and you can you can you can go and see them. There's lots of seal trips in there. Yes, on boats, boats going out, which yeah. are a responsible way to go and see them. Yeah, Great what way. we would say. I'm always really reluctant and nervous about mentioning the seals because yeah. um, you can go and see them and you can enjoy them. But we would urge anyone who goes to see the seals in Norfolk 
anywhere in Norfolk to um, to be very responsible and very, sensitive yeah, and yeah. cautious. Don't get too close. Don't try yeah. and take photos of them up close. Don't disturb them while the calves are with their... Are they pups or calves? Pups. Pups, pups, pups. are with their yeah. mothers yeah. Um, uh, because it's just mean and cruel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, 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 Horsey, um, you've got the friends of Horsey seals. Yes, yeah. They, who um, protect the beaches. Yes, yeah. So if you are going there, um, give them a little donation. Yes. They do a great job. Yeah, they? good call, yeah. yeah. So we've been discussing birds. Obviously, um, Norfolk is a big destination for um, for bird watching for twitchers. Yes. Um, and there are lots of different types of birds to be uh, to be observed. Yeah, and what, one thing I've seen, mm-hmm. just as we finish off the bird things, um, is, is an increase in predator birds basically. raptors yeah yeah okay yeah, so over the you know over the years mm. a lot you can you when i'm driving about you spot them all the time nowadays don't you it's true actually yeah. yeah yeah it is there are there does seem to be an increase or perhaps they're just being restored after years of decline yeah. i think there are many more protections in place for them so yeah, i love seeing them uh, yeah. just hovering there they're just looking such for, amazing, amazing creatures, aren't they? You yeah. know, um, and if you again, if you want to um, explore them locally, we've got the peregrines at Norwich Cathedral, and they've yeah. also got some on Cromer. Is it Cromer the, Church? Yeah, the Church yeah, of Cromer. Well. Well. They have yeah, yeah. Um, webcams, and um, uh, during the summer months, you've yeah. got the Hawk and Owl Trust there yeah. in Cathedral Close yeah, in Norwich as well. Come. So yeah. yeah, if you want to get up close and um, perhaps ignite a passion for birds and raptors. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, someone who does have a uh, passion for birds, we thought we would have a chat with today. Um, disclaimer, they're not from Norfolk. So a bit of a change. We normally talk to um, to Norfolk folk yes. who are at least based here, if not even originally from here. But um, he uh, has done something really interesting with birds. Yeah, very interesting. Which would be yeah. worth tying in here. And that's Paul Harfleet. Um, now, he's a London-based artist, writer and designer and founder of um, the Pansy Project and Birds Can Fly. And Birds Can Fly uses art, illustration, design to educate and inspire bird lovers and promote creativity, kindness and acceptance, encouraging an inclusive community of ornithologists and naturalists. That's fabulous, isn't it? Absolutely. How wonderful is that? Um, So we're going to have a chat with him now. Excellent. so much for um spending some time talking with us today you're welcome thank you yeah hi paul um good to have you on um yeah i was just wondering whether you could introduce yourself and um tell us all about birds can fly well yeah hello i am paul Parfleet, and birds can fly is a relatively new project that began in lockdown mm-hmm. here in east london and in those beginning days when everything was all a bit horrible, um, I all of the work that I had has just sort of disappeared. So I felt like I had to do something else. And I wanted to do something that was sort of encouraging and not focusing on the kind of fear of what was going on and that social media was just filled with doom and gloom. Yeah, yeah. And so I decided that what I would do is ask my social media followers if they'd like me to draw them a bird. Mm. So I've drawn birds for my book called Pansy Boy. Mm-hmm. So I sort of was familiar with how you draw birds. I've always drawn birds. But um, it was sort of fresh in my mind. So I sort of said, would you like me to draw you a bird? And <laughs> so I did every day yeah. in the beginning for a few weeks. And it kind of just sort of went from there. And people quite quickly started asking if they could buy a print of the drawings I'd done. Yeah. So I set up a shop, a print shop, and then thought, wow, maybe I could make some money out of this whilst I've got no other work. Yeah. 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 And to promote this shop, I decided that what I would do is create a sort of fashion spread. I know that on social media, people respond to faces more than just the drawing. So yeah. What I decided to do was to, what I very early on referred to as gently reference the bird mm-hmm. I draw. <laughs> and I just began just gently draw, referencing the bird <laughs> that I draw. Yourself. <laughs> so, I, so I was just 
just using my own wardrobe and clothes to reference. Like the flamingo was one of the first ones I did, and I had a pink jacket, so I just wore a pink jacket and held my arm in a particular way to reference the head. And I just sort of did that, and it sort of became. I knew originally, initially that it would be funny, and I wanted it to look quite glamorous and mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, and I wanted that to be part of bringing something cool to ornithology. Yeah, yeah. I just arrogantly thought that that's what I could do. <laughs> so as I as I kind of drew more birds and did more references, it just had become a thing. Yeah, I think I think I think it's definitely cool. Um, and I, I, I think you've actually nailed it, Paul, in um, making ornithology cool. I mean, we are quite geeky about nature here. We, yeah. Well, to be honest, we love everything, actually. We, we're, we're geeky about food. We're geeky <laughs> about books. We're geeky about art. There, is, there aren't many things. I guess we just love life here, yeah. don't we, Andrew? And, Definitely. Um, we really, we're quite obsessed with nature, so we'll go out and... Um, uh, as the rest of this podcast episode will will testify, you know, squirrels, we love them, birds, we love them, everything we love. And I, so uh, to us, it's always been cool, but I think you've definitely made it edgy, but also more than that, I just think you've made it beautiful. They're so beautiful. Your illustrations are, and also the gentle references, yeah. they're so beautiful. Brings it all together, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah in a really fabulous. stunning, and yeah, um, yeah the, the aesthetic of it is stunning. Um I, I've got so many questions. I'm going to start from the beginning. So the first question is: so first, first bird. So you mentioned that you um, you said, "Shall we draw a bird?" What was the first bird you drew in your lockdown series? Well, I had some drawings. So mm-hmm. I think the first one I drew for this particular thing was maybe the wren okay. or the robin. Mm-hmm. It's kind of interesting because I didn't. I was just asking who wants a bird, and it was quite <laughs> interesting the kind of bird that people requested. Very early on, the birds like the robin and the wren, mm-hmm. the kind of the, the sort of stars of British ornithology yeah. were requested. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I had to then, as it grew, sort of start. I had to start having a, almost like a tally sheet of how many requests were <laughs> for each bird. That then I would then prioritise the robin. The robin was like the most requested, uh-huh. and suddenly enough. Absolutely, yeah. it's, quite, it's interesting. hypercritical as well because you know these are popular they're popular birds because you've been asked so much are you putting yourself under pressure more for the robin the ones that have just like a circular of 
drawn at a particular point. Yeah. That is the best. But that, this is where it's really interesting and kind of boring, perhaps, for everyone around me, right? because I've only been doing this for the last 18 months. I'm completely attracted. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love that, though. I think, you know, if it's go hard or go home, Paul. I think if you're going to do anything, you may as well jump in with both feet. <laughs> And that was going to be my other question. Was so is what was what was the first bird? But what was what's your favourite bird? What's your favourite bird to draw and why? And what was your favourite bird to do the gentle reference of? I kind of wow, it's funny because there's a difference between like wow, I can't decide what my favourite bird is to begin with. Like there's there's always the thing that's been amazing for me is because I've always loved birds. is your passion is so evident and that's the wonderful thing and I think you what you were saying about making ornithology cool and birds cool and that kind of thing I think it's it's also your passion people will get on board they will it's impossible to ignore that definitely and they'll sense it and your your followers and also the people that are buying your prints and wearing your t-shirts and and that sort of thing now I think um they, they can't fail to get on board with that which is a really lovely positive thing as well and you mentioned that you sort of initially came up with this idea during lockdown as a sort of antidote to the doom and gloom of the you know the the news and the social media and that sort of thing and I think that that's wonderful as well is it's your passion exudes from all of these the gentle references and the illustrations and that's what makes them so appealing it's lovely that's really good to hear it's kind of I think it's sometimes but I do fascinating and uh, you must have learned so much like you said about the birds yes I have and I kind of whenever I post a new bird I on social media I look into some of the, the stories around it I go into the mythology mm. I, I kind of try and look at why because I'm very interested in the sort of colonialism mm-hmm. in ornithology I'm very interested in how it's mostly white European Uh-huh. Sort of sidelined or sort of almost 
fetishized in a weird way. So mm. that's yeah. just the way that the kind of hierarchy of how we understand nature is really interesting to me. And I've been doing lots of reading and research around how ornithology has been has kind of evolved over the years. Yeah. Really interested in, I don't know if you saw this amazing documentary about Birds of Paradise that David Ashenford did. Mm. It was really, it was really just summed up all of that, the way that ornithology has been westernized in a kind of interesting way to me. So that it's, that's really fascinating. The project is an artwork and I think mm. it, the entire thing is an artwork for me. So yes, yeah. It's, it's not just, I suppose that's where I, I'm sort of, um, I also, I was going to say traversing, but I think I prefer the word straddling. It straddles this kind of idea of um, just illustration and just dressing up and just merchandise. But it straddles that, but it also is about art and understanding birds and introducing other people into looking at birds in perhaps a different way, which mm. is yeah. why I think the dressing up really works. Yes, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. And and talking about the illustrations, how how do you create uh, the illustrations and the artwork? Yeah, because they're very I, kind of precise, aren't they? Yeah. Well, I I spend a lot of time um, searching for images online. I I somehow have this ability to bring different photographs and different illustrations into my head, yeah. and then sort of blurge them together and then have the final drawing so I kind of if I find a photograph where the bird's head is right but the wings aren't right okay, yeah. but what I want I'll sort of collage them in my mind yeah. and then sort of spit it out so I use pencil initially to and I always draw the bird because I usually have one primary drawing that I will copy but I will turn it upside down so I draw things upside down mm. and then I will start collaging from other, like a wing here or a foot here and yeah. collaging. So I'm, although I was a bit in the very beginning nervous that I was stealing people's photographs. So I try to collage them in my mind mm. so I'm not yeah. just doing a straight copy. Mm. So then I do the pencil drawing and then I use a very fine black pen and mm. then I scan in the drawing and colour them digitally. I don't okay. have any colored versions of the um, drawings. They're all digitally colored. Yeah. yeah. That enables me to keep the black and white drawing, which often I like more. Yeah. Um, but, so then I have lots of these. So I have a massive amount of styles. I've, got eight, I've done 80 birds now. And what? I think I'm about to do my 81st bird. Wow. I've also done some bugs. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I've seen those. Yeah, they're lovely as well. And how have they been received? Well, I think. Well, it was funny because initially I was, I had this idea because I'm so it's just me and I can be quite nimble. On April Fool's Day, I kind of made this joke that I was going to start another business called Bugs Can Fly, <laughs> and I had a drawing of a stag beetle that I did for my book, which actually didn't get into the book, and then. And I did a gentle reference digitally. I just put some antlers on my head and then said, I'm delighted to announce that I'm doing Bugs Can Fly. And it was yeah. an April Fool's joke. But everyone was like, oh, I love it. When can we get it? And I was not planning to do it. <laughs> but then I thought, okay, well, if people really want to buy them, then they can. So I just set up the shop to have Bugs too. So I've done a few, not so many, but a few gentle references of Bugs. And that was quite, that was a different challenge. And I've always been interested Yeah, yeah, but the bugs. Are, uh, yeah, I do like. Have you done the lady? Did you do the ladybird? Yeah, I love your gentle reference to the ladybird. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, that was really fun because I wanted because it's called a ladybird, and there's, yeah. there's a really interesting history about the ladybird because in Spanish it's, it's referred to as a marakita, which is also oh. a term of abuse, a bit like pansy. Huh? So, ah. Huh? Yeah. How interesting. Yeah, so, so kind of, I wanted that to be this. I wanted the gentle reference to be. It's feminine, and I could probably, possibly muster, <laughs> even though I've got 
yeah. I sort of wanted it to be as glamorous as possible, but have the dots on it, and yeah. I kind of like the idea of the Mickey Mouse ears, and I like yes. combining these different elements and putting them from different places to make this weird image. I thought it was perfect, actually. We, I've got as an interesting aside. So here in Norfolk, we have an entirely unique dialect. For different things so in norfolk a, a, a ladybird is a, a bishy barnaby and um so oh, our, <laughs> and a, a snail is a dodman and a wasp is a jasper and um uh in um our actual limited company name that we that run the business from is called bishy bee industries and um, the reason we chose bishy bee which is a, a ladybird to start with is because uh, apparently internationally it's a symbol of good luck and fortune paul yeah it's very interesting that, so the dialect in Norfolk, is that kind of a whole, like, Celtic? It's like a whole entire language, or is it just the odd bit? Nowadays, it's just the odd bit. Uh, well, there's quite a, I mean, there's quite a lot of it. It's not yeah. learned, like, say, the Welsh language is, is now learned and taught. But um, so that th- we do have unique names for pretty much everything, don't we? We've got yeah, some very interesting yeah. and sayings as well. Um, so um, we... We also, um, uh, you might have seen, we've sort of started releasing Norfolk-inspired clothing and we've got things like Norfolk phrases like hold you hard, which means, whoa there, slow down. And we've actually got, and actually based on that as well, there's also the phrase slow you down, which um, which is actually on a road sign in here in Norfolk. But we've also kind of spun it so that it's a, a message for us all to just kind of just take a pause in our everyday life. So it is yeah. a Norfolk phrase, a slow you down, but also... Um, you know, a reminder to just literally do that. Just take a pause every now and then, check in with yourself, self-care matters, etc. So, but yeah, we've um we've got quite a lot of, I can't remember, we've got the, the Bishy, oh, Polywiggle. Yeah. Polly, what, how could I forget Polywiggle? Oh, yeah. yeah, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, Polywiggle is the name of a tadpole um, in Norfolk. And I, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to ask you about your gentle references as well yeah. obviously they're absolutely fabulous and we love them and i think they do really i mean i think that your illustrations uh, as it were speak for themselves and are yeah. beautiful in their own right and would be beautiful but i think the gentle references like you say they do add an air of uh, of humor of, of edgy cool to it and i just i just think they're just uh, just fantastic i'm always amazed at how resourceful you are yeah. Paul, to be honest <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i know well it's kind of i have dreams I kind of know when I'm about to do this. I know what I'm about to do. And often as I wake up is when I have the idea. So I was struggling with the umbrella bird for a while. Because yeah. I was like, I didn't want to. I actually did buy an umbrella thinking, okay, an umbrella bird, I have to have an umbrella. But then the umbrella arrived and it was too big and didn't, wasn't quite right. So the morning of the drawing, and because I tried to do it all in one day, yeah. it, um, I thought, oh, actually, I've got a bowl that will just be the perfect proportion. <laughs> so I covered it in a T-shirt, and it looked like some very elegant hat. But yeah. I just had to sort of stand the photograph with a bowl in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing, I'm sort of planning my next one now, and I'm sort of just looking around the flat going, what can I improvise? Yeah. And have they taken, have they... Um, evolved as it were from you know do they take more planning now the gentle references and do you tend to still use stuff to hand or do you buy stuff in specifically for it now for them i try not to i yeah. try to use i've made i kind of made a few things but i i like the aesthetic of it being sort of do it yourself but yeah. for the token the token i took a while to work out what it was i was going to do and then suddenly realized i had a bottle that was of the shape of a toucan bill, which <laughs> then I just filled with orange paint, and it could have just worked in a way. Yeah. But um, the and I suppose I just like using. I think I kind of wanted to find the perfect thing. Then I could, I could buy it. Yes. But I like the idea of it being recycled or found around the house. Yeah. And then it sort of it kind of comments then on the sort of resourcefulness of being more aware of the environment and not just buying, you know, it wouldn't be right for me just to kind of go and buy loads of plastic taps mm. yeah, yeah. for a general reference. It doesn't really come with the same 
energy or something. Mm, I agree. Yeah, Yeah, the same charm, I think, as well. I think that there's a lot of charm in the fact that it's... I think, like you say, you could style the heck out of it and really go to town. Of course you could. Anyone could. But then it would also be something different. Instead of it, it would be a photo shoot. And and while it is a photo shoot, I think it's something else. It's something... Well, it's something gentler. Yeah, but bits around the house as well. Because yeah. other people may be out to create it as well. That's what I was going to say. Oh, I can imagine, a, you know, young um, bird lovers out there yeah. um, wanting to reproduce it. And if they can reproduce it from found items in their home, then that's going. That's making it accessible as well, isn't it, to your um, to your audience? Yeah. So when, when I've done the competition, there's a competition running now actually that closes on Monday, mm. which is for other people to enter, so they can win an original drawing. Oh, wow. A copy of my book oh, and wow. an item from the shop, the oh, clothing item. Yeah. Um, and I should, I'm going to be promoting that a bit more because I think I, don't, I haven't had as many entries as I have had before in my previous competitions, which are always amazing because it's just, it, people just do do that. They just go around the house and find whatever it is they want to do. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want that. I feel like the accessibility of it is really important. Especially because it was born in lockdown. Yes. Yeah. Shops were closed. And yeah. You literally were looking around your house to do yeah. what it was. You, you know, try and invent it. And it's just, it, that is part of the aesthetic. It's that doing yourself sort of aesthetic. Even though I'm, as I get, um, as I evolve, the photographs, I want them to be a bit better. <laughs> the ones that I dated earlier were just on my phone and I'm trying to get better at taking the photographs with my proper camera myself. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Quite hard on my own. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I can imagine. I have to press the button at the timer and then run and yeah. the <laughs> get into the pose. That's really <laughs> hard. That's very difficult. Yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> I take so many photographs, but <laughs> I want the aesthetic of it to be as glamorous and sort of elegant Outtakes of you running yeah, with the yeah. timer set and trying to. I bet they are fantastic, Paul. I'd like to see some of those. <laughs> I know, maybe I should do that next time. Now I'm using my camera, I've got my phone. Maybe next time I'll do like a little video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. trying to like clamber around the <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I think it shows, but that shows the humanness of it, you know. I mean, especially with, with social media, yeah. everything is polished. Everything is fake, and I think actually the authenticity of it is is absolutely wonderful. And of course, the end result—you know—all um, of your uh, illustrations and your gentle references look absolutely amazing. And I think they're impeccable. And you probably critique them far harsher than we do, as just the kind of the observer. Um, but uh, I think the fact that you've, that, you know, the the way that they're produced, that sort of thing, it just makes it so much more authentic, and that's really lovely. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's good to have some of the, because I think I am such a perfectionist and in to such a strange way that perhaps I don't pull the curtains back enough. <laughs> I think I should probably do show you me running around the floor. <laughs> I'm going to do that yeah. next time. You'll know. I'll, next time I will do a video of me having yeah. a photo shoot. I think I can set it up so you, I can make a film. <laughs> that would be brilliant. And do it on like a fast film of me yeah. like, literally rolling around on the floor and then I don't know. My next bird is going to be a real challenge, actually. So I, I don't. It's going to be hard. Oh, so, yeah. Which what is, which bird are you illustrating at the moment? Then can you tell us? Yeah, can you reveal it? Don't worry if you can't. Do you want? Do you want? A, do you want an exclusive? Oh yes, please. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Always. Maybe it'll make people listen. <laughs> uh, Fingers I'm, crossed. I'm going to draw in snowy owl. Oh, oh how perfect! Wow. How lovely! I'm, oh. I'm doing it in. Like, I think, that the, um, because oh. I think, I don't like to do things for Christmas, because I don't feel like it's the right sort of message, uh-huh. I don't want people just to buy stuff from my shop, mm-hmm. yeah. because it's for, I like a Christmas jumper, mm. I want it to be something that is 
it can be Christmassy, like last year I did a robin feather. Mm. This year I'm going to do this snowy owl mm-hmm. in flight mm. on adventure. Oh, lovely. Wow. And it's going to be really amazing because I found some really nice um, references for oh. it. But the, the gentle reference is going to be mental because <laughs> I it's going to be really hard to do because the bird is clearly just black and white. So, mm. but really strong yellow eyes. So yeah. I'm, I'm sort of, I've been looking at photographs today of Lady Gaga <laughs> and some <laughs> interesting references. That's also yeah. what I do. If I want to, I want to see and reference images, fashion images, as well as the bird. So mm. I'm sort of trying to combine the wings and the, the strange shape of the snowy owl. It's such a strange owl yeah. anyway. Yeah. But, um, so I'm looking at my rug. <laughs> duvets, duvets, very, very white and well, colored. Yes, actually, uh, it's hard for me to get the entire because it's going to be in flight. It's harder for yeah. me to do the in flight uh, yes. gentle references because I tend to open my arms and then I have to move, and they're really difficult to do. But you know, I like a challenge, yeah. and um, that is going to be my next one. Oh, Oh, well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, we look forward to seeing that. So where can people buy the prints and and the clothing? Uh, So they can go to Bird Can Fly. um, Bird Can Fly store is mm -hmm. my new name. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's millions of ridiculous things on there, including prints and totes and tops. Before we finish today, um, I have to ask you about Norfolk. It's it's obligatory, us being the Norfolk and Good podcast. Oh, yes. So, um, have you ever visited us in Norfolk? I have. I've been, actually, until quite recently, I had two very good friends who lived in Norwich, just outside Norwich, in a beautiful house. And I went there to visit, and we um, visited the the city. I'd been before, but as a child, Mm -hmm. to Norfolk. And I went to, I remember having, I feel like I would have been, like, broad, mm-hmm. the Norfolk broad, oh, and yeah, yeah. like, where, where um, bearded tits would live. Mm, yeah. But um, I don't remember seeing those birds there, but I remember being in the environment as a child, going, I really wish I could see a bearded tit, <laughs> but I didn't. But, um, <laughs> I, the thing that sticks in my mind about Norwich is that I, when I went there, I found this amazing second-hand shop that I bought a really amazing leather jacket Ooh. for really small amounts of money, like £25 or something. Oh. And I used it for one of my, well, actually, I used it for more than one of my gentle references because it's black oh. with yellow, yellow detail, yellow oh. dark. Oh, I'm going so to I look it up it, after this. Yeah, <laughs> it's on my gold twin gentle reference and the wax twin gentle reference. And it just works really brilliantly because it's got those sort of just yellow flashes like those birds have. So that's what I associate with North Norwich and Norfolk. It's very nice, isn't it? I haven't seen enough that. Yeah, well, I, that's, a, that's a good connection to Norfolk. I think so, it? yeah. So, uh, so it kind of ties it all full circle. Yeah. And the, as well as the obviously the aspect of the birds and the nature and that sort of thing, and that that actually in some of your dental references, there's a little bit of Norfolk in there. I like it. Very nice. <laughs> absolutely true. We get everywhere. <laughs> there you go. It's brought it full circle. How fabulous! It's funny because it's like all of those old, all of that. My massive wardrobe that I use for gentle references so from all over the world. It's kind of nice that one of my favourite jackets from Norfolk Yay. is some of my gentle references. Yeah. It's the wax wing, so that's nice. Oh, fantastic. Well, that's absolutely great. You will have to come and visit Norfolk again if you have yes. it some time because um, there is... Uh, a wealth of wildlife and nature to appreciate here but also we do like a slower pace of life don't we We so i think it's i think it's very it's good tonic for the soul um for anyone especially if you uh, especially if you're living in london which is a fabulous place in its own right for so many reasons but i always know when i go to london and then come back to norfolk it's almost like a bit of a sigh of relief (laughs) it's like it's not we're not we're not in the past some people sort of think here in norfolk we're sort of stuck in the past we're not we're just (laughs) On a slightly different time 
length yeah. really aren't all yeah. different time waves. I think yeah. that's what's been interesting about the pandemic, isn't it? Is that my life did slow down, yeah. and that slowed down. Yeah. In terms of me, you know, going out and doing being social, I suppose my my slight hermetic tendencies have come to the fore. So my days have been spent drawing and dressing up, but that's why I could do that anywhere. But in, I look over London, I look at my views over London, mm-hmm. and I see the urbanness, but I also see the old peregrine and kestrel mm-hmm. and yes. lots yeah. of seagulls and things and parakeets flying by. So I'm sort <laughs> of connected to it as well as, it, as nature, I mean. Um, yes. But it's that, I, my pace of life is relatively slow. Or I say slow, but it's sort of, I'm rushing around drawing birds. <laughs> 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 Yeah, I like that. I like that that's the story behind the, the sort of origins of it as well. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your time today, Paul. It was yeah. really... Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, really wonderful to hear, just to hear a bit more about the process. Thank you so much for having me and goodbye. <laughs> thank you, Paul. Thank goodbye. Thank Bye. That was really great talking to Paul, wasn't it? That was really good, really interesting. Yeah, really interesting guy. It was really good having a chat with him. We love what he's doing with Birds Can Fly and also his other project, the Pansy Project. Yeah. If you want to um, learn more about those projects and also see his wonderful um, bird illustrations, then go to his website, birdscanflystore.com. And I love the connection with Norfolk as well. I know, who knew? Yeah. Yeah, Everybody's got a connection with Norfolk. Everyone needs a little bit of Norfolk. Yeah. Yes, I think the take-home message is, if you love nature, then get to Norfolk. Mm -hmm. And if you're in Norfolk, Mm -hmm. just open those doors, fling them open, and get outside and enjoy it. Absolutely. Yep, enjoy Norfolk and enjoy nature. Yes. We will be back with a new episode uh, in a fortnight's time. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile... We hope you stay well and continue to enjoy Norfolk in the time in between. And if you have any feedback about this episode, as ever, do drop us a line through our social media channels or um, through the website enjoyingnorfolk.co.uk. We yep. love to hear from you. We do. Um, and we, we may well feature your comments in a, a future episode. Oh, yes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.